Yo, yo, this is Jason Goff from the Full Go Podcast. Me and the crew, we like to entertain you. And we're going to do more of that this football season because the Bears should be more intriguing. There should be more fascination. Justin Fields, is this the make or break year? Is DJ Moore the piece that's going to put them over the top? You can catch us on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays or when we have an emergency podcast when we have breaking news. Make sure you follow the Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Off Guard. I'm your host, Pasha, in Orlando, Florida, joined by Austin Rivers in Bristol. Doesn't matter where I'm at. We don't need the particulars. We don't need. We don't. People don't need to know where I'm moving there, and, and where I'm be around. Proud of where I, you're I get. I, I get freaked out with people, and I, I just I don't like people knowing where I'm at. I'm not okay. even kidding. No one knows that you're at the La Quinta in Bristol in room 204. Like it's not that big of a deal. Laquita's nuts, and I, <laughs> I don't know what kind of I don't know what uh, kind of budget you're working with. Uh, I'm on a bigger budget than that. I can tell you that much. I'm out at the Laquita. That that's like. Uh, <laughs> uh, but AAU I will say days? this, you know, yeah, that's definitely AAU days. You know, we Bro, had to You're like you're. I'm picturing your AAU is like LeBron in the bubble. You had your own suite somewhere nice. Rest of the team was holding it down at the Radisson. Brother, I'm, we had to share beds, man. I had to share. We all there was two twin beds in each room. And there was four kids to a room, two kids per bed. Jeez. I'm 14 years old, 13 years old. I'm sleeping in a bed with another teammate. That that's that was reality for for me growing up in AAU. That's how most teams are. Maybe not now, but that's how it was growing up. Um, but yeah, you know what? I actually kind of started getting freaked out. May God rest his soul, PB and Rock, when he had gotten tragically uh, murdered at um, was it Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? Yeah, like his fiance had posted that they were at Roscoe's just, you know, innocently just posting a waffle. And the next thing you know, because he has jewelry on and people were looking for him, quote unquote, you know, they pull up on him at a Roscoe's. Granted, I don't have people looking for me. I'm not involved in that type of lifestyle. Yeah, you never, you never yeah. know. But um, I don't have beef with anybody, but I like to, I like to keep it. I like to keep it, you know, safe and sound. I totally understand that. But are, so you're a big believer in maybe posting a couple hours after you're at the spot, a little delayed post. I delayed post always. I'm not like Instagram model delayed post for like six weeks. I don't want to. I don't want to know about your vacation a month later after you went on it. Show us the uh, pictures after, and then like if it's like six months later, and I'm getting the take me back. It's like yeah, people love to do the wish out mentally. I'm here. That bothers you. It, mentally, I'm here. Well, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Move Live on in the moment. Your, <laughs> yeah, let's move on with your life, man. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Yeah. It's all good, though. I understand people go places, and they're places usually that, like, you're not going to go to maybe not even again or somewhere that 
if you are going to go again, it's going to be a long time. So I, I, granted, I get that. I just, I don't like someone who takes 3000 photos in one place and like parcels them out over like an eighth month period, bro. Go to a vacation, yeah. pick your eight best photos, put a damn slide together and then move a on. Car- to yeah. We call that, we call that the biz a dump. <laughs> it's a dump. Uh, so one more question, actually, do you look at your, I always wondered this. Do you look at who's viewing your stories? Cause I know you have a lot of followers. It's gotta be a lot to kind of go through. Do you, do you look through I that? Don't. For me, it's easy. I don't. I honestly don't. I mean, I'm telling the truth. The only time I ever do that, if it's something that like I'm posting that's very like maybe sentimental to me, like if I post, I don't know, maybe like a really good picture of my family or me and my kids, I might, but it's only like the first 15 people, like just to see if it's people. Cause usually they put people that you follow back or people that you're close with or friends right, with. Right, right. Yeah. So I might look at that. But then like after that, I, I there's no point in doing, I don't, you know, that was a, that was a new feature on the app. Right. Um, like that, yeah. Updated, like looking four or five to see who looks at your stories. Ah, is that like it's been that? around. It's it's been around for a while. What they need to add is a search bar, so you can search to see if you want to see if someone's looking at your stories. Now that would be very handy. Uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. One yeah. time I was looking through. I'll never forget this. I'll look every now and then. By the way, for on my end, it's easy. You know, I don't have that many followers. You look through. I'm just gonna take a little peek. Um, and <laughs> one time I saw Alicia Silverstone from Clueless was looking at my stories. I was, I didn't, I was, I was thinking about DMing her being like, hmm, see you're over like, what are you doing? But, my then, neck it's of like, the woods? but then it's like, <laughs> but then it's like, she's probably like, bro, are you like going through your stories to see if like a girl's looking at them and then you're going to hit them up? Like, so I understand why you did not but I also understand why you're like, why are you over here? But then why, like stories yeah. don't mean anything. I, I click stories all the time and it's not like I'm creeping. I'm just like, oh, I, I've seen this person before. And then you click their page and like suddenly you're in their story. It doesn't oh, mean that. see, well, you don't know. What you don't know is that person saw that you were looking at their stories and screenshot it and sent it to everyone. So you think it's an yeah, innocent it, little pop in and all their friends are like, Austin Rivers creeping on my, creeping on my stories. Bro, I, I, I can't tell you how many women I've been on their stories and I swear I have zero sexual interest in their fucking anything. I, I, I'm just looking at it from an aspect of just, I might sometimes even accidentally click their profile pic. And then now I'm, do you ever do that where you like actually yeah, click yeah, the yeah. page you're in there? Now I'm in their story. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be this. Uh, I don't want you to even, yeah. I, I, no, the biggest, the never, biggest, the biggest anxiety I ever get is sometimes I open up Instagram and it's about to post my last picture in my camera roll. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Where it's about, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is it? It's like no, a no. minor, like a quick little second where I freak out. It happens well, to me all little, the time. Little Jamal Murray. <laughs> you know, he, I don't know what happened there. That was, well, we don't have to get into that. All right. <laughs> I want to ask you about uh, ESPN. How's that been going? I saw you looking sharp on TV. Man, it's been great. Um, it's been busy. Just really been working from like 12 to 12. So it's been long shifts. Um, and, you know, for people who aren't really, you know, I, you know, it sucks. It's like you can't complain because it's already, it's still like a privileged job. And then anytime you come from privilege, and I don't even mean my background, which is also kind of privilege, but I mean like playing in the NBA is just such a privilege. It's, it's like the coolest job you can do. You don't realize while you're in it, like just how fortunate and lucky you are. But your job is to wake up and bounce a basketball for like two, three hours, and then you're done for the rest of the day. Like here, I'm actually, you're doing work, man. Like you got to uh, do meetings and you have to read the script and you have to go over notes and you have to watch all these games and you have to take down your own notes and you have to show up, you know, two, three hours early and you're, you're here for 10 to 12 hours and there's like dead time in between. And it's just all these different aspects of this new life and job. Um, but I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's, it's brought really just a different understanding to life and, and honestly just providing me with, you know, even more, you know, humility, uh, just understanding all the aspects that go into the people that cover sports. So, um, it's been a lot, but it's been fun, man. Um, and it's in the middle of like nowhere. We're in Bristol. It's, you know, it's beautiful out here, but it is, it gets dark at like three o'clock and it's like black outside right now already. Um, it just feels like you're here just to work. So it's, it's kind of nice in that way. And you're going to LA next week, correct? Correct. Can you do me a favor? I I don't know. We got to tell Richard Jefferson, what, why is he unbuttoning his dress shirts so off, low, man? What is going every, on there? Every, every time I see him, there's one less button buttoned. And yeah. I told him he's already the most naked individual 
he's just this, he's just this, <laughs> I told him, he's just this, he's this bald man. Do you understand it? But it's not just bald. It, it, it's like, his look is, his look is very final. Like he, it, that's it's what just, you're getting. It's, your hair's not messed just, up. You haven't grown out the beard. It, it, he's right there. No beard, no facial hair. The thing about RJ is every time I see him, he has one button undone. It's like it just keeps getting more and more. At first, it was one button, then it was two, then it was three. Today, I saw him, and it, there was like seven buttons undone. It's almost like his belly button was showing. It's it's nuts, man. We're talking. I, yeah, I, it, it's 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 like a Miami Vice meets <laughs> Living La Vida Loca meets. I, I, you know what though? I love I love his confidence, but he is the most like naked face I've ever seen in my life. He's just like no hair, no no beard. It all just, you know, body is just one. It, he just has this this look, man. It's just crazy, bro. With with the unbuttoned shirt down and the velvet jacket, but he's pulling it off, man. You know, and RJ is obviously fantastic on TV. Yeah, he's um, a natural. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's really good. So, uh, nothing but respect there. All right, let's get into basketball. Um, I want to talk about the Timberwolves. That's. You're the only one that shouldn't be surprised by all of this. It's kind of a bittersweet thing, right? You predicted them to be, you know, better than what everyone says this year. They've beaten the Nuggets and the Celtics, which look like the two best teams in the NBA so far. And last yeah. night they beat down the Pelicans without a Zion and CJ McCollum. Yeah, Rudy Gobert looks unbelievable. Like I don't, I don't even He's, feel confident saying that was a bad trade right now. Like I'm just gonna kind of lay low. You know what's crazy is last year when, you know he was really kind of going through his trials and tribulations. He got a lot, a lot of BS thrown his way and a lot of blame pointing in his direction. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times we had to just kind of just keep his head above water and just talk to him in a positive way, just because he was taking so much negativity. Um, and it just seems like this year, obviously he's come out to a great start and they have the number one defense in the NBA he's now getting all that recognition. And like, you're now seeing people even in the comments, like, man, that wasn't an offside trade. Hey, hey, matter of fact, that trade is, you know what, we'd do it again. And by the way, man, they didn't trade anybody. They traded Patrick Beverly and, and, and Malik Beasley uh, uh, for uh, one of the best starting defensive centers in the league. The, the thing well, the reason the trade, I think the reason the, the trade picks, was because Walker and Walker Kessler ended up being really good too. Yeah, he is good, but he's not better than Rudy Gobert. He's just right. not. Again, I, I like Walker Kessler. He's a talented player, but he's not Rudy Gobert. So, I mean, and you know what Minnesota's trying to win right now. Like Tim Conley made a good move. And he took a lot of BS last year. Tim Conley got a lot of blame last year. Uh, and the Minnesota front office took a lot of blame for that trade. And now you're seeing the benefits of it. They're now having a full summer and everyone's getting to be accoladed and, and, and they're healthy. Remember last year, like, bro, Carl was hurt most of the season. Then Rudy was hurt. And then, you know, we had the D'Lo situation. And they got rid of D'Lo. And then we brought in Mike right before the playoffs. And then Carl, we got in like five games before the playoffs. Like, bro, it was a, it was a mess last year. And, you did, you and you're not even mentioning the injuries in the playoffs that you guys had. No, no, we didn't, we didn't really have key players. We didn't have $146 million player, uh, J.D. McDaniels. And we didn't have Nas Reed. So, we, we didn't have some of our most important players on the team weren't playing. Uh, now you're seeing them fully healthy and them running the table. And I called it. I told you this before the season. I said, Minnesota is going to be one of the top tier teams in the Western Conference. And they are a team that in the playoffs could fuck around and go to the conference finals and maybe make a run at something. I'm not even kidding. Um, I am under the belief that Tim Conley is one of the better just front office execs in the league um, and better presidents in the NBA. I, I really do believe that. And I think, again, just like he built Denver, which he did, uh, I, I think he's done the same thing in Minnesota. And I, I really do believe Minnesota is going to be a top-tier team, not only this year, but next year, because their best player is only 20, what? What is he, 21, 22, or whatever he is? Right. He's, he's very young. Uh, and Ant is looking right as I told you he'd be. I mean, just looking right on time. So Did you see that LUP well. threw to Rudy last night and Rudy kind of freaked it at the rim? That was crazy. They, they, he looked, nah, they, looked, yeah. and, they looked really good. And then Nikhil off the glass, you know, Nikhil was a good sign back. He's a good, you know, young player, can defend. Um, you know, Nas Reed, big, big re-sign. Um, you know, just talented off the bench. Probably one of the most talented, you know, bigs in the league in terms of handle and skill level. Because uh, he could do a little bit of everything. You know, they, they, they look pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, do you think people should, uh, like, reconsider 
their ceiling. I know a lot of people had them maybe in the play-in or maybe you know squeaking and you know getting into that playoff spot around six. Maybe people should be adjusting their ceiling. Their ceiling should be higher than what people think it is. People people think this is a team that's going to be in the play-in again or might go first round or something like that. That's not going to be the case. Minnesota will be a team that's going to go past the first round and have a potential to go to the conference finals. I know that sounds crazy, but I really do believe that. I do think Minnesota Timberwolves have a chance. Uh, they just have a good all-around team. They are deep. And no, they don't have like a crazy in-depth bench, but no, nor do any of the top teams, man. Denver right now, they have zero bench, bro. They're the, the, the only bench player they have that can put in like considerable work in the playoffs who has experience is Reggie Jackson. And he has to start right now because Jamal Murray's hurt. Like Christian Braun and the other guys are all like, you know, they're okay, but they're young. And, you know, you, you look at Boston, they're very, they have a great starting lineup, but they obviously need some work on the bench as well. And, and right. so people, are, people are crushing Payne Pritchard right now. I feel bad for him. I think they expected more. He signed the contract. He's off to a rough start. Agreed. Uh, just though, you know, one thing to remember is <laughs> we're not even 10 games in the season. We have 72 games left. This guy could have a good week next week and the whole narrative would change. It's just narratives change so much in the NBA because there's so many games. So, you know, one thing you're taught early on as a pro is never be too high, never be too low. I, I, I have no doubt that Peyton Pritchard will be fine. Since we last spoke, the Clippers are 0-2 since they've added James Harden to the lineup. How do you feel about his fit so far? They lost to the both New York teams. Um, I don't like his fit at all with the Clippers, to be honest. I, it has no nothing to do with James. I think James is obviously a fantastic player. This is a guy who averaged 20-plus points per game and led the league in assists just a year ago. So his play and his skill level and his talent, that can't be questioned. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame flight player, blah, 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 right? We have all those things. Um just in terms of fit, we talk about this all the time on this show. Situation is everything, man. Like, it's everything in the NBA. And in this case, even for a superstar, right, they got to be surrounded in an environment and with a supporting cast that can help them thrive and bring out the best of their abilities. Him being there it only takes away not only from himself, but it takes away from Russell Westbrook, first and foremost. It takes away from Paul George, takes away from Kawhi. There's only one fucking ball. There's one ball. One. Right. And it's not like either of those players, either of the four players, none of them are used to being the guy without the ball or having the ball predominantly in the game. They've all played on a team with other good players, but not four of them. And, and if they are in a player with other good players, they were not guys at the same position. James and Russ are essentially the same. I'm not saying they're the same type of player, but they, they're the same fucking position. They both want the ball in their hands. They both want to run point guard. And they're both scoring point guards playing with two other scorers that shoot a lot. All four of them are high-volume scorers. Paul George doesn't just shoot six shots, eight shots. In fact, if he does, that's not a good thing. He needs to be shooting 15 to 20 shots a game. Kawhi Leonard is a high-volume scorer. He shoots 15 to 20 shots a game. Russell Westbrook shot 18 shots last night, bro. Right, you know I, what I mean? James, Hard, James Harden's the only one that didn't shoot a lot, but he still had the ball in his hands so fucking much. Like, bro, it doesn't work. And all, and I hadn't even got to the point that with all four of them out there, and only now they try to parcel them out, like they'll bring two off and then bring them off to the second unit. Now there's no point in having Bones Highland or Norman Powell. Terrence Mann is fucking useless on that team because he doesn't have the ball. He's just like running around getting offensive rebounds. So now your young talent that you have, like Terrence Mann and Bones Highland, who are young, talented players, they're not getting the ball anymore. It's just like it's too much, in my opinion. Do I think they'll be better than where they are now? Yes, they've only played two games. So all the people overreacting, saying that it's not going to work and they're not going to be good, they're wrong. They will be good. They will be better. Do I think it's going to work to where they can compete for a championship? No, I don't like that. I don't like their team for longevity purposes. I don't like their team for even short term in terms of them winning a championship because you can't play all four of them at the same time. Are you going to finish a game? Let me ask you this, Fasha. Are you going to finish a game? Two minutes left to go in the game, and I saw it last night. Is Russell Westbrook going to be on the bench with two minutes left to go in that game? 100%. We, we knew that going into it, that how does this affect Russ, who finally looked like after that Lakers stint, that he's in a good situation. Bringing in right. James completely makes him, it, it just completely changes everything, up the dynamic he had with that team. He was, I mean, he was playing really good in the beginning of the year. For me, it just, I don't understand what NBA executives are doing. You see a team like the Denver Nuggets, how they won the title. And they've, we talked about their starting lineups, the best starting lineup in the NBA. Everybody, there are clear roles. We always talk about that, clear roles. We and just everyone about does something, everyone does something, everyone does something different. 
and it all works together as this engine that comes together and it's 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 a well-oiled machine and then you have a team like you see the clippers they have, a, they have a car with three steering wheels and a, you know and it just like it's not they're not complementary pieces i don't know how you see the nuggets and think okay but if you're the Suns, we're going to add Bradley Beal, who does what Devin Booker does or KD does. You know, I don't know if you're the Clippers, how you think, you know what? James Harden makes a lot of sense for this team. I just, I would be trying to build the perfect lineup. Like you said, Tim Conley's doing a way better job in, in Minnesota with Jaden McDaniels and that's Andy how Edwards. you yeah. build a good team, bro. That's how you build a good team. Your, your point is dead on, bro. It's dead on. You need guys, and I touched on this on ESPN, you need guys who complement the best players. You don't need four uh, trying to be the best player. And I'm not saying Russ is trying to be it or James is trying to be it. That's just who they are. James was literally on camera last week saying, I am the system. That's that. This this is how he thinks. And I'm not mad at him for that. He, the guy led the league in assists last year and averaged 20 points per game. He's a top 75 player of all time. So is Russell Westbrook. So is Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if Paul George was in the top 75, but I know post-career he will be a Hall of Famer. Like these are four Hall of Famers on the team who both shoot the ball. I mean, all of them shoot the ball. They all want the ball. Russell Westbrook is not going to finish the game on the bench. James Harden is not going to finish the game on the bench. Paul George is not going to finish the game on the bench, and either is Kawhi Leonard. That's not, that's out of the fucking question. So who's going to take the back seat? Who's going to be okay not shooting the ball? Who's going to dive on the floor? Who's going to slide their feet and defend? Who's going to box out and rebound? Who's going to be the rebounder? Who's going to be the hustle guy? Who's going to do all the things that aren't cool, that don't show up on the stat sheet, that don't get them all-star bids or don't uh, trigger certain things in their $100 million contracts? Who's going to do that? Because I can tell you the best teams in the league all have that. You have Tatum and Brown, but then you have really good role players who can still fill it up. Drew Holiday can fill it up. Porzingis can fill it up, but they know they're not the best players. Porzingis knows his role. In fact, he plays his best off of those guys. So does Drew Holiday. So does Derek White. Uh, the list goes on. Al Horford. You, you, you actually even made a there. good point about the Lakers. You said some of those guys don't have clear roles. Like D'Lo thinks it's his time when he has the ball. And Austin Reeves thinks this is my time. They don't have you know clear roles besides obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis. No, yeah. Those are the only two. At least they're more settled. And that's what I said. Well, you know, I, we, we've been talking about this all day. You know, who's a little bit more to worry about, the Lakers or the Clippers? The answer is both of them. But if you want a clear-cut answer is the Clippers. Because I don't know what direction they're going in. I, I do feel for Ty Lue, who's a talented coach. He's got his hands full, man. This is this is like, bro. And I love Lawrence Frank. And I love the front office and, and the Clippers. Everybody knows I got nothing but love for that franchise. I was lucky to play for them for four years. But I do not like this. I don't like this move for the team. And I love James Harden. I think he's a talented player. I really do. I just don't like him for this team. I actually, ironically, we talk about it. I loved him in Philly. That's where he should have been. But, you know, that situation became what it was. We don't need to go into that. And now we're here where he's on a team and all four of them are on the floor and they don't. But when you watch them, it's not only like who's going to do the little stuff and the dirty work that helps teams win, which does. That's why Denver wins. Aaron Gordon does dirty work. KCP does dirty work. And then Jamal and Jokic hold it down with all the other pieces. Michael Porter Jr., dead-eye shooter. What does he do? Sprints to the corner, spreads the floor. Now they can't help. Who the fuck is spreading the floor for the lineup in the, for the Clippers? They're all scorers. They're not shooters. The only one that's actually, like, I'll say is a dead-eye shooter who can catch and shoot quickly is Paul George. There was four different times last night where James Harden caught the ball wide open for three and waited for a defender to guard him so he could do, like, a step back. Those should have been catch-and-shoot threes. Catch-and-shoot threes. But the problem, is, the problem is none of them have ever played that role. They've always been the best player on their team or one of the best players on their team. So they do not know how to – like, bro, that's why I try to tell people. When I talk about myself, and I hate to bring it back to myself, but I was the best player in high school. I was the best player in college. When I went to the NBA and after three or four years, it didn't work out for me in New Orleans, I had to adjust my entire game and become a role player and not like a high-volume scorer because that's what nobody was willing to pay me to do anymore. So I had to learn to be a defender and, and, and dive on the floor and be scrappy and shoot spot shots and workouts and not get in my bag with Chris Brickley and do 10 step-backs. And I love C. Brickley, and I love all these trainers, Chris Johnson, Remy Workouts. They all do great. But th their workouts with these stars is bag work. Now that all four of them are on the team, you don't have enough room for bag work, bro. Someone has to be the, the, the spot-up catch-and-shoot guy. Someone has to be the guy who runs straight to the corner 10 times in a row and maybe not get it 
but he's in the corner and he's causing spacing due to him, his ability to catch and shoot. You understand what I'm saying? Well, like, now it sounds like we know why guys like Lou Dor and Bruce Brown and these guys are getting paid certain amounts of money because they do all these other things. Ex ex that's exactly why these guys get paid what they get paid, man, because they do all of those things. It's like somebody has to play that role of doing the simple things, man. And I have never seen James, Russ, Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard be a role player. None of them have ever been the guy to run to the corner and space the floor. None of them have ever been the guy to run up and down the floor 10 times knowing they might not get the ball, but they got to run hard to the corner to space for everybody else. None of them have been catch and shoot players. None of them have ever been that. I, we just talked about it. I literally saw it three times last night. James got the ball. He's wide open for three. He takes two seconds, pump fakes, and waits for a guy to guard him so he can do a step back. And he got a shot block once. Or the other ones, he shot tough shots. Again, I'm not blaming them. That's who they've been their whole career. It's because they're so good at basketball. They've always been the star. You can't have four stars out there wanting the ball in their hands. You've got to have guys become less of who they were. I had to do it, man. I had to change my whole style of play and become a fucking role player. So that's, and that's I mean, what, if they it, don't it do that, you, like, it's not going to work. It makes you have a greater appreciation for what someone like Ray Allen did in 2008 where in Milwaukee and, and Seattle, he was this go-to scorer and he had a lot more bag than people think. And then when he got to the Celtics, he was way more catch and shoot. And then there was people, generations that came along. Yeah, and people, generations came along and thought that he was basically, you know, a catch and shoot guy, but they don't know that he sacrificed. People, people have no idea that he was the go-to guy in every team he's ever played for other than the Celtics. And, and obviously the Heat, which was later in his career. But when he, when he went to the Celtics, he changed his whole game all to catch and shoot because he knew the ball was going to be in first Paul's hands. Rondo was a star up-and-coming point guard and they had kg there this guy had to adjust his game and that doesn't make him less of a player he still went to the fucking all-star game because they had the best record in the nba so like he was able to take less to do more that's what has to happen for the clippers man like if they're gonna have any level of success going forward and doing anything deep in the playoffs or making like a finals run it can't be four stars out there trying to get in their bag Two of those guys, or one of them, I mean, I'd pre yeah, preferably two, since there's four of them. Two of them have to become role players. Yes, I said it. Russ or James have to become a role player. They have to become a role player. I'm not saying you can't. I, you, bro, James leading the league in assists or averaging 22 and 10. But them days is done, bro. If you wanted to do that, you should have stayed your ass in fucking Philly. You going over to LA, they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard over there, bro. They don't need you to do that. It's, it's, yeah. it's not that you can't. James can. James is a stud, bro. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a baller. Right. I, I watched a team last shoot. night. Like I watched a team last night, like the Bulls, when they were playing the Suns. They could use a James Harden. They got to run the offense through like, and do all that stuff. You wanted to James, go to the Clippers. This is your choice. James would be great for Chicago. He would go there and average 24 and 12 because he can and because he's that gifted at basketball. I'm saying on the Clippers, it can't happen. It won't work. And not with Russell there either. Russell got to do the same shit. Russell shot the fucking ball 18 times, man. Airballing threes in the corner. Russell's got to be a very strategic score. Pick and choose when you attack the basket. Other than that, I need you to play defense and get rebounds because God knows who else is going to get in that starting lineup. You only have you're, you're, you're starting essentially four fucking guards. I know Kawhi Leonard's a small forward, but he plays like a guard. He plays in the perimeter and he shoots a lot of jump shots. You got four of them on one team. He needs to be a strategic score and pick and choose when he's shooting the ball. I need like eight to ten shots a game from Russell. That's about it. Other than that, I need him to rebound and defend and push the fucking pace. If there's nothing there, bring it out. Run the offense. Paul, George, Kawhi, run the team. You're the two best players still. Be those guys. Those guys have to take a backseat and be role players. I'm just concerned because none of them have ever been that in their entire NBA career. I could buy it. James Harden has the James Harden definitely has the ability to be a catch and shoot player if he wanted to be, because I do think he has, you know, he has one of, I think he's, you know, top five most threes ever made in NBA history. I know uh, he got him in a different way, but the guy has a stroke. No, he, he has the ability. I just don't know. This is the same guy that, you know, two weeks ago said, I am the system. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a mindset. They, they, they have to change. And I used that at a smaller role myself because I was never a star in the NBA, but I learned I have to try to be a star in my role. These guys have an opportunity to do that, and they're going to have to figure it out. It, again, we're not even 10 games in the season. So do I think the Clippers are going to be much better? Yes, I do. Do I think they're still a dangerous team in a seven-game series playing against all four of them if they're healthy? Absolutely. But do I think for them to win a championship or make a deep run in the playoffs, guys have to sacrifice and become less? It, it's not even an opinion. It's a must. It has to happen. It's just what it is. We touched up a little bit on the Suns last night, and they they had Bradley Beal for the first time. How do you think uh, he looked versus the Bulls, who, quite frankly, 
when are they going to blow it up? Because I don't know what the Bulls, the Bulls, they have been hanging on. The Bulls have been hanging on to that little, you know, hot start to the year a couple years ago in that Alonzo ball and they were number one in the East before he got hurt. And they've turned it into three years of hanging on to those few months. I, I, I think you'll be talked about it. I wouldn't trade their roster for anyone's. Yeah, I don't think anybody's safe on that roster. They, I think they're all they're all on the on the board to be traded, and they're probably looking at this summer blowing it up. I, I would. It's hard for me to see this entire roster lasting this season. I, I, there's not even one player in that team that you can confidently and, and say. And there, there were listen. There's some obviously some there's some good spots there. Alex Caruso played amazing defense on KD when it mattered last night. You could trade him for some picks. You could rebuild easily. De- Demar's on a trade. expiring deal. Yeah, you could trade Demar. You could trade him. You could trade Zach. You could, you you could trade uh, uh, a lot of those guys on a team have value because that's the thing. They have good players. It's just it's not worked. It hasn't worked. And it, it's showing zero signs of it working. Uh, they, they could essentially, with the assets they have right now, they could restart and rebuild and try to start over again, build something right. Go a couple rough years. It's going to be rough in in, uh, in in Chicago. Pardon me. For you know, who knows? You know, it could be four years, could be five years, could be three years. I I don't really know. But what they have right now is it's not good enough to compete at the highest highest level in terms of them going anywhere deep in the Eastern Conference, and it's not even enough probably to even compete in the playoffs at all. So you have to ask yourself, what are these? They're like stuck in this the, the the mid area. They're not bad because they have two talented players, guys like Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, and Vucevic. Almost, Sasha Vucevic. Sasha Vucevic, right? Yeah, Nikola, Nikola. That's yeah. the homie, right there. That's fam. But anyways, they, they they have a they have a good they have a good team, man, and they have good pieces, so they have assets that they can trade for. And, and do something with uh that's kind of where they're at right now they they gotta they gotta go that direction because what's going on right now probably isn't gonna work right and it could happen really quick too when the magic were in that middle area too they were the seventh seed the eighth seed with evan fournier aaron gordon Boots. they had you know what that's a great great they, point they made, they a, the they made a couple of trades they got franz they got paolo back-to-back drafts you know jalen suggs some people like him some people don't obviously we love his defense but they're already a hot you know young league pass team that people like and it happened really fast so it could happen really fast, fast and then it, you know or it could happen or you could be the sacramento kings and you don't make the playoffs for 16 17 years nothing's guaranteed but they got to get the ball rolling on it i would definitely say and eventually sack sack did the same thing man they finally bit that bullet when they had the tyreek the DeRozans, and they, they had like a weird team after that and they ended up kind of restarting refreshing their brand and now they have one of the young talented teams in the nba although they're off to a weird start this year. But still, they have some talented assets. Orlando's a perfect example, bro. Where Orlando was like five, four or five years ago is exactly where Chicago is right now. You're not good. You're not bad. You're just mediocre right there in the middle. But you have above mediocre talent on your team. You have some really good players and assets that you could trade away for some picks and start over. And the market in Chicago, the NBA would love for them to restart over and get some. Can you imagine the number one pick going to Chicago again, like D Rose again, like just getting that, that, that young talent back in there and like getting that refresh of the brand of the Bulls, one of the most iconic, you know, sports towns and one of the most, you know, iconic basketball brands, the Chicago Bulls, MJ. I, I, I would love for them to restart in, in true, in true honesty. So We'll see what happens, man. I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to see that team sticking together this whole season. I don't see it happening. On the flip side of that, Bradley Beal made a season debut. Well, would you, uh, would you get out of his performance? Oh, it was his first game. He's going to take a couple games. It might take him a week or two to really shake the rust off and get comfortable with this team. Uh, you know, they're going to be dangerous. I don't. Their team again is like one of those teams that like it's kind of. I don't know how functional they are all together. Especially you brought in Brad, who essentially does the same thing Devin does. They're both just shooting guards who can score the ball very well. Uh, but Devin has shown the ability to be able to play playmaker as well when he has been on the floor this year. Um, and in a playoff series, if you you know you 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 throw all three of them out there, they are still dangerous. You know, I I, I see them going to the to the to the Western Conference Finals. I, I think that's them in Denver. Honestly, I, I do think that Phoenix Suns are good enough to make that work. I think they can make a push. I don't have anybody beating Denver. By the way, I, I still think Denver. Um, is going to win. I think the only teams that could possibly surprise them would be Phoenix and a team that challenges them and plays them very, very well 
is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Remember that. Remember that now. Remember that here when it happens. Um, you know, Golden State's solid. They didn't have Draymond last night, but you know, the Nuggets didn't have fucking Jamal Murray, so you wash that up. Um, you know, the West is pretty talented. I, I, Phoenix looks good though. You know, it's hard to tell. They haven't played all three of them together yet. And even then, you got to give them a chance to grow and get chemistry. So it's too early to tell with Phoenix. I, I got to see everybody healthy first. And then once I see everybody healthy, then then I can kind of make a, a proper assessment of their team. I do feel like Bradley Beal is definitely more suited to take on that Ray Allen type of role that we've talked about, you know, more than a guy like James Harden, for sure. Well, he has no yeah. choice. He has no choice. He's the third best player in the team. Brad Beal is a good player. He's not better than Brad. He's not, he's not better than Devin Booker, and he's not better than Kevin Durant. And, and that's, that's one of those things we, we talked about, clear roles. And I think that's very obvious to everyone. That's why I have faith. I think that's why a lot of people have faith that Phoenix could work. Brad Beal has no doubt Everyone knows that's Devin's team. He's been in the longest. It's his team. He's the youngest. He's he's obviously the most talented player on that team right up now. Uh, Kevin Durant's the star in terms of the biggest star of the team. He's Kevin Durant. He's a legend. And he's a guy that's going to help close games, especially you got a game winner. I would imagine the ball's going to be in his hands most of the time. Um, you know, you have those two clear cut. De- Brad falls right in line with that. He's going to, he could be the Ray Allen to, you know, that you know, in that big three. And I think he has a chance to be that because, you know, Brad can shoot the shit out of the ball. He really can. Um, so I, I think Phoenix can work. Their team is structured strange still. They have a weird team. Um, but, you know, they have three extremely talented players who could complement each other if they, if they choose to. Um, and I, I believe they will. So that's why I think Phoenix and Minnesota, Golden State are the only three teams really that could challenge and uh you know contest uh the denver nuggets defending champs another team that you clearly have taken out of the running for the western conference the lakers they didn't have ad last night against the rockets christian wood who we thought would be a great ad replacement whenever you know ad would be hurt he subbed in and 22 minutes zero points are are you are you are you kind of giving up on you know him being a sort of savior off the bench for them i saw saw, saw a tweet i saw a tweet that said Christian would more like Christian wouldn't. And I thought that was, thought that was really good. <laughs> oh my God. The internet's undefeated, man. Leave it, leave it to the internet for these funny memes and jokes. They, they never lose. Uh, there's so many funny people out there. I, I, I lose hopes a strong, strong word. We're not even 10 games in the season. Um, so that, that wouldn't be fair to Christian Wood. Um, but he's got to understand, man. It's like, bro, you were brought here to be insurance for Anthony Davis. He's a good player. He's a talented player. He's a guy that they picked up late because the Lakers know. They're like, yo, you know, our guy is always hurt. He's, 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 he's not available a lot. And asking a player in his 21st season to carry our franchise 82 games and then into the playoffs is not only unreasonable, it's fucking ridiculous, man. I don't care how great LeBron James is. And he's the greatest player of all time. It's still silly in his 21st year that he has to carry the team at the level that he's doing it right now. Uh, Last night was a perfect opportunity. I was actually watched the game. I hoped I wanted Christian Wood to have like 30 last night, man. No Anthony Davis. It's a weird start to the game. LeBron's not having his usual like great night. Like, bro, this is a night where the supporting cast has to step up. This whole summer, all we talked about was the Lakers having the best summer, man. Rob Palinka did a great job, which he did. He got all these assets, all these guys who could play. Torian Prince, good player. Austin Reeves, good player. Um, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell, good player. Vanderbilt, good player. Uh, Gabe Vincent, good player. Christian Wood, good player. Like, bro, they added all these, like, good little solid proven pros to help out Anthony Davis LeBron James, especially if Anthony Davis isn't playing because we know he misses a shit ton of games. And like so far, again, we're not we're not even ten games in, so I don't want to get too over dramatic and carried away because we got to see this team grow, and I think they will. By the way, by the way, Cam Reddish, I got to see something from him. I got to see something from him, bro. All I've ever heard is how talented this dude is. I've seen it firsthand. I know he's talented. This kid can play. I need to see it. Yeah, and you got Cam Reddish at the expense of losing a guys like Lonnie Walker, who's hooping in Brooklyn right now. 
And Lonnie like Walker, that, uh, Dennis Schroeder's over in Toronto. Like they didn't re-sign him. And the year before, Malik Monk had a breakout year with the Lakers. They didn't want to re-sign him. He's over in fucking Sacktown, about to be probably sixth man of the year. Like, bro, they've let some of these assets go because they wanted these assets. And the Lakers didn't like go get other new players. They doubled down because they went to the conference finals last year. They're like, oh yeah, we went to the conference finals. We're gonna re-sign D'Lo. We're gonna sign off. You're, you're making a really you're making a really good point now. I'm thinking about all the guys they've let go in this LeBron tenure. It's you know, Kuzma hooped after he left. KCP, KCP. Big, reason they, like, big reason they won the finals. Big reason. All those guys were. They, they lost all wins, those dudes. Goes and wins another one. And they go, yeah, goes and wins another one with Denver. Uh, uh, I don't know whether if it's him or if he's just lucky. I, I, I tell you what, I'm jealous of the guy. Regardless of the fact, is, is he the opposite of, the fact, of you? <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing everything I'm not doing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, KCP. I used to give that guy 50 in high school. Isn't it nuts? The NBA is a crazy place. It really well, yeah. is. And the Shabazz uh, gave you 50. It's a whole, no one knows what's going on. High school is a weird oh, time. We uh, I had the flu and I wasn't even taking that game serious. Beat hey, you, provided, played, I, you provided the story. I, 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 I provided the story, but don't get it twisted. If I would have played him a week later, it would have been all. It would have been chaos for Boston Metro or whatever that team was called. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I'll tell you, you, what, you, what, you, what, you had chap lips and you played bad? Like, what is it, hang now? Like, what are we doing? You were fine. I had, I had the flu. I literally had the flu, and I didn't even want to be there in the first place. It's my 3,000th game of the summer. I didn't. I wasn't taking it seriously. I was asked to come play to help our team get okay, over the edge. Okay, and next okay. thing you know, I'm going against Mighty Mouse, and this guy's fucking lighting us up and has 30 at halftime. It was a problem. <laughs> I don't even want to go. I'm about, to, I'm about to have like a – I don't even want to tap back into that. I don't want to remember that. The, the point is the Lakers have given up a lot of talent over the years, guys who were good fits and have proven to go other places and be great fits, they doubled down and signed back all the assets they had last year because they went to the conference finals. Vanderbilt hasn't played a fucking game yet. They got Reeves and they signed D'Lo back. And so far, it don't look good. It don't look yeah, good at all. It looks like Reeves has a target on his back too. You heard uh, the Rockets coach tell Jalen oh, Green. No, no, no. It's, this, it guy is like the that. US, this guy played in the USA team. You were on the select team. And then Jalen Green. There's who? 100% a target on Austin Reeves' back. This guy got so much publicity and so much attention last year and so much this summer was on the USA team. You 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 just alluded to it, man. Eme made that comment to Jalen Green before the game. Like, yo, you know you were on the select team and they put this guy on the actual team? And guess what happened last night? Fucking Jalen Green went at him. And, and balled out. And he took it personal. Reeves has to understand, like, bro, this ain't last year where you snuck up on everybody, bro. And, like, nobody was really prepping for you or game planning for you because they didn't have much to go on. So, like, every game you were really, like, surprising people. No, bro, we got enough of you now to know that you can ball. You're a good player, Austin Reeves. You've proven that. You got to understand now you're going in every game now. You're on the scouting report. They know you like to draw fouls. They know which way you go. They, they know how you do well going left. They know how you do well going right. They know everything about you. You need He has to prepare for this, dog. You're on the USA team this summer, which got a fucking, I don't even know if they meddled. I don't, I, did they get a medal? It, no. Canada beat him. And by the way, and if it ain't gold, we don't want it over here. So I don't even, it doesn't even matter. We know it wasn't gold. If it ain't gold, you can burn it. We don't keep medals that aren't gold in the United States for basketball. This ain't, this ain't soccer or fucking a track or anything like that. And this is basketball. In the NBA, we're the best league in the world. In the world. I know not, no Lyles is somewhere out there fucking holding his breath, but we are the best league in the world. And that, Noah Lyles, what's his name? I don't even know what his name is, but whatever that guy is. You got it right. Noah Lyles, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the, with the, Tight braids. Yeah, that, that dude who was saying that. We, 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 we're the best league in the world, and uh, there's no doubt about it, and we didn't get a medal. Point blank, period. Austin Reeves has to prepare for that, and I think he will. Again, we're not even 10 games in a season. He might have heavy legs, man. The guy's been balling all summer. Maybe he needs a little bit of time to adjust and get himself going. Uh, but the supporting cast for the Lakers has to start improving and has to start showing some, some, some bright spots here, which I do believe they will. That's why when you asked me earlier, who am I worried more? about the Clippers or the Lakers, it was the Clippers. Because I do think the Lakers will fall into form. When AD gets back, they're going to start winning some games. LeBron's going to get more help. These role players are going to tap in. Torian Prince has been a bright spot. He's played pretty solid for the Lakers, actually, so far. Um, so I like TP. D'Lo will do his thing. He's always D'Lo. Um, and I do think Ray, Reeves will, will tap into some type of uh, 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 rhythm here. So I'm not too worried about the Lakers. It's just like so far, man, like you guys had all this hoopla about you know, this, this, and that, and Nuggets is talking too much, and we'll see him soon, and this, 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 and this. And it's like, bro, y'all are like, y'all look like some shit right now. You haven't, lost, you haven't won a game on the road. 
But I do think the Lakers are still going to be a, a competitive team, and I do believe they'll get it together. But so far, it doesn't look too great. And they've proven that they could do a midseason trade and kind of turn the ship. That's, if it's that's going a good news. That, that's a good news, though. They have a lot of assets. Look at all the names I just named. They got good players, man. Rob Palenka did a great job of putting some insurance in his locker room, knowing that, hey, man, if this doesn't work out, look at all these guys that we resigned and guys that we have. We can move players and go grab someone else, maybe a third star that can go with AD and LeBron. So there are a lot of possibilities still for the Lakers. It's the hottest market in basketball. It's the Dallas Cowboys of basketball, right? You know, everybody wants to play for them. You know, people understand the publicity that comes with it. Look how famous Austin Reeves is. Look how fucking famous Caruso is, man. Uh, you know, before, if you walked across Caruso, you would think he works an ice cream truck. Now he walks across the street and everybody looks at Caruso and they know, oh, this guy, that, that's, that's fucking Caruso, the Caruso show. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's Lakers branding that's been able to help him really magnify how good of a player he was. Now, again, that's another player they lost. Who, who's uh, in Chicago, who, who was playing his ass off for the Lakers. You know what I mean? So it's just like you, you want to see the Lakers do well. It's good for the basketball. It's good for the brand. We'll see what happens. All right, let's take a break. All right, let's get into the Eastern Conference. The Sixers had a huge win against the team that they've lost to multiple times in the playoffs in the Embiid era. How big was that win for them? I feel like that's just more of a mental thing. I, their, their stars played a lot, big minutes. And they did it without James Harden. They, everyone looks a lot happier. Talk to me when Philly's thirty games in. Still you don't think like Philly? This. You don't think Philly gets up for the Celtics who they lost to last year and multiple years? They do get up for them, man. I, I don't think that. I'm, I, I think it's a big win for them. I no doubt. But it's just like I like, bro. What do we? You know, do I think Philly's going to do anything in the playoffs this year or postseason? Fuck no. Have you ever been on a team that lost a guy, and the team kind of rallied around that the way the Sixers are with the absence of James Harden? Uh. Yeah, I was almost on a team like that. Us Clippers, when we lost Chris Paul and then Blake went down with the injury, we we were like a game out from making the playoffs with our two best players. And we really kind of rallied. I had a career year that year. It's like me, um, uh, Lou Williams, uh, who balled out, Montrez Harrell, uh, Patrick Beverly, you know, like we, Tobias Harris, you know, we kind of really made a run and uh, put up some, some, some good basketball that season and fell short. Again, did we rally and play well? We did. Was it anything that anybody's going to remember or give us any credit about years later? No. Nobody talks about it. So, you know, that's what I'm saying about Philly. Although Philly's much better because they still have Tyrese Maxey and they have the MVP on their team, or former MVP, uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, the, the bright spot with Philly right now is they have clarity and they're drama-free. It's just easy basketball. It's easy work, man. They're going to work and they don't have these looming questions of what's going on with James and What's going on with the Daryl Morey situation and can this be resolved? And it's everything but basketball. Right now they're getting to go to work and just play, man. No drama, no bullshit, no, no, no fuckery around the facility. They're just pooping. And more importantly, because James left, people view them mentally as a lesser of a team, especially the media. They're now playing without expectation. But like when my pops was there last year, it was like win or get fired. And guess what? They played the Celtics, a team that was a higher seed regarded to win the championship. And guess what? My pops still got fired from losing to them in game seven, even though they're up 3-2. He actually overachieved and got fired for it. It makes zero sense. There's no reason. I, I hate to take it, make it. I don't even like to make it personal, but that's just like, it's just a fact. Now they're getting to play dr stress-free, drama-free, no expectations, and they're playing well. Guys are performing well. Kelly Oubre has been a bright spot for them off a of vet minimum contract. He's outplaying his contract like 10 times plus. Like these guys are playing really, really well. And most importantly, above all, the most important thing with Philly is Ty Reese Maxey. He's getting to hoop and compete in ball and have opportunities and touches and the ball's in his hands. He doesn't have to play third fiddle and have to sit there and watch James and, and Joel do their thing, and then he gets the ball every once in a while when they're not doing their thing, or here you go, Tyrese, you know, we'll throw you a little piece of chicken here and there, and you make, make do with that. Now he's getting to run the show with Joel, and it's showing in his play. He's probably going to be an all-star this year. And the best thing about that is maybe Joel Embiid, I don't know, I, I can't speak for him, but maybe Joel Embiid sits there and he's like, you know what, maybe I don't have to leave Philly. Maybe I can be one of those guys that thugs it out and plays for a team his whole career. I, I do got a young, talented guard with me, Maybe I don't need to leave. I got like Tyrese Maxey's going to be an all-star guard. Maybe all we need now is a piece away. And we have assets. 
maybe I don't need to go anywhere. I, I got Tyrese and me. We already got the one and two punch. You know, we got some good players around us. Maybe all we are is a piece away from winning now. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener. I think we've seen yeah, that with yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener. So, like, you know, it, it, that's the good news for Philly fans. It's like, bro, your best player might not even want to get out of there, too, because your bright spot is you got a young, talented guard who's balling out, and it looks like he has no signs of slowing down. So, you know, all in all, you know, Philly, Philly's up to good right now. They're up to good. Again, I don't think they're going anywhere deep this year in the playoffs, but for future – but that could change. They could bring in an asset there, and that whole dynamic changes. You know what I mean? So they're in a good spot. I like Philly. Staying in the Eastern Conference, Giannis got kicked out of the game for a second flagrant, uh, dunking on Isaiah Stewart and, I don't know, taunting him, whatever. Is it the worst thing you've seen so far this year? It's ridiculous, man. Nobody's there to see the fucking refs, bro. Could you I can't imagine? This. Could you imagine? Yeah, I'm sorry. Technical foul, not flagrant. Could you imagine, you know, your hard-earned money spending it to go see Giannis and he gets booted from the game for basically what you're paying to see him dunk? Bro, I saw Paul George go block a shot last night from, I think it might have been Finney Smith. And he, while Finney Smith, after he blocked him, Finney Smith fell to the floor. Paul George was yelling at him for like five seconds, like just talking shit. Guess what the refs did? They went and ref the game. Game moves on. That's called passion. It's a little chippiness. It adds flavor to the game. People come That's to see That's what we it. want. We want the players. We don't want players load managing and not caring about the regular season. We want players caring and showing that passion, right? Bro, it's like, bro, what, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you want from us, man? At first, it's, you know, the game isn't physical enough. The, 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 you know, this isn't the 90s and 2000s, and guys used to get into it, and there's no passion, and guys don't play enough games, and they don't play hard. Okay, so now a guy's playing hard, blocks his shot, or in this case, Giannis dunks on him, stares at Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart, of all people, stares at him for like a second and a half, and you give him a tech, bro? It's the most silliest shit in the league. You know, this Not is to mention, we're talking about a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, NBA champion. You'd think you'd get the benefit yeah, like, of that. I mean, yeah, like, like all people, you're going you're to give him a tech. And I don't even believe in the favoritism shit. Don't call that shit on anybody. Let these boys play. Unless he puts hands on them or something actual physical happens, stop teching up people, bro. Nobody is there to see the people in the black and white stripes. Not one person ever has ever came to the arena saying, I came to watch that guy. That has never happened. And that dude made it about him in that moment and took one of the most brightest stars we have out the game. It makes zero sense. Here's my resolution or here's my uh, uh, solution for it. Find refs. Find them. Find them. And find I don't mean for... find them for – I'm not saying miss calls because that can happen in a split of the moment. You can't find a ref for, for not calling a call or missing a call. That's just kind of silly. The game happens too fast. Fine refs for misusage of their power, meaning techs, that type of stuff. You, if you're going to throw some man out the game and fine him, you got to get fined, bro, because that was bullshit. You shouldn't, you shouldn't got thrown out the game, period. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have anything else. Okay. I want to talk about something that's uncomfortable, but we're going to get into it. <laughs> and it's about money as it, <laughs> pertains to, as it pertains to dining. Okay? I'm going to lay out a couple of scenarios for you and you talk to me about it. And maybe you've been in these scenarios and you're wealthier than most. So maybe you don't try your best to relate, put on your Pasha hat if you can. Okay. I'm maybe always. one example. First of all, let's say you and me and a couple of friends are out to eat at an expensive restaurant. I've seen you do this before. You order a bunch of appetizers, a bunch of food for the table. It all comes out. You didn't really ask us what we wanted. You kind of just took the Liberty. We're all, you know, we're all pecking at it. Sure. This and that, and then the bill comes. Should we split that bill? If it's a bunch of men at a table, if you had a bite of any of the food that I ordered, we got. I knew it. it. I knew it. So, so, so once I take that bite, I'm entering some kind of an agreement with you. It's it's a hit. It <laughs> and you're man. watching like me. It. And you're wa- and you're watching me. You're watching uh, to see if I'm. Yes, there he goes. <laughs> Automatically, you just knew that that bill was getting cut. Want some couscous? <laughs> 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 all right. Okay, let me give you another scenario. So this happened recently. Let's say we're all at a brunch place. I order some eggs. You order eggs. Someone else, uh, let's name them. Let's say it's Sharif orders eggs. And then he orders Shout a little French. Yeah, he orders a little French toast for himself too. You know, a little sweet, a little savory. We get it. And he goes, you know, I'm not going to finish these. You Go ahead, have some. Am I if I take some of those? Am I entering an agreement with him to no, pay for? No, 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 no
if I'm eating a meal and I can't finish it, I'm like, yeah, I, I, do y'all want any of this, man? I can't eat anymore. And that guy eats it. When the bill comes, you should not be expected to split the check with the guy who just tried something. I'm talking about four appetizers pull out and this guy's fucking just mouthing down tacos over here. Like, brother, when that check comes, you didn't just get free tacos, bro. We were, we're all in this together. doesn't matter if you ordered it or not. It's also like you have to have the mindset going into a dinner. If you're going into a dinner with multiple people, understand, man, like if you're all ordering stuff, it's probably going to be a split check where you guys are just going to split it evenly down the uh, Here's what I don't like, understand, what are we, though. What are, Why are, we, are we, we doing here? here? No, no, but here's the issue I don't get. Do you, you, let's say you and me and a buddy of ours, we're walking up to a coffee shop. We get some croissants, croissant, and some coffee. Croissant. And then they're like, and they'll go, are, are, are we all on one check? Hey, man, exercise a little awareness. No, we're not all on like, what, what no. Like, what are we doing? And then what, you pay and then I have to Venmo you and I have to estimate. And then what happens is whoever does pay, I get this all the time too. They'll pay and say, just Venmo me. Venmo me whatever you think you owe. And I always uh, over Venmo because I, I feel bad and I don't know. Then I'm coming out as a loser again. Yeah, because if you, if, has to you, be if, one you, check. if you under Venmo, uh, Venmo is not. If you under Venmo, you, you feel like an idiot. Right. Well, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why everyone just can't pay for what they are ordering. Let me give you it's another scenario. It's just complicated, man. It, 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 it gets tricky when the fee-fees are involved. Once you, you get some vibes, <laughs> once you get some vibes in there, all bets are off because they ain't paying for shit. I ain't going to hold you. And I don't want any attackers from like anybody else because they all want equal this, equal that. But when that bill comes, it ain't equal no more. The okay, man's so, supposed okay. to pay every fucking time. So next, situ- next situation. I'm dating a girl. It's been a few months. Obviously, I pay for you know, I obviously typically pay for the meals. I have no problem with that. I'm a gentleman, of course. She's like, oh, um, a couple of my girlfriends are coming. You're paying for that bill. And that You're is a tough up, yep. spot. That's a tough you spot gotta, to be in. You got to do it. You got to do it. And it sucks. It does. But you and your girl, I got to have that conversation separately. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if, if there's anybody going to be the bad guy, it's you. Since you invited them, you tell them they're in for their own check. Otherwise, bro, you have to pay for it. Like, if you, my girl brings her friends, I already know what it is, man. I'm just like, fuck me, man. These girls are coming to dinner. I, I'll pay for it, bro. And it's not even the principle. Obviously, you know, we, we can afford it. It's not an issue. It, I mean, I just said that wrong. It is the principle. The money's not the issue. Obviously, I mean, you can afford the dinner for her and her friends. That's not the problem. It's the principle. I have, I, I'm all about like principle, man. I, I don't well, like I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like, why'd you, why'd you stop there? Invite all your friends. Let's just all have a fucking smorgasbord. I don't know what's going on. It, it is a damn buffet. I was thinking about, I might think about cutting out early. I don't like when people expect things. And how many, I mean, we've seen it with you, you see it with me all the time. Me and you go out in groups. We had it on your birthday, bro. Me and you go out for your birthday, and there's thirty people in the room, and the check, and the check is like four thousand dollars, and everybody goes, everybody's looking at me like, "Oh, well, Austin's got it." I'm like, "It's not even my fucking birthday." Just because I'm the wizard, yeah. I'm the rich guy here, I gotta pay, and that's the problem everywhere I go. I'm usually the wealthiest guy at the table. Guess who gets every goddamn check? And yeah. I'm like, "Bro, why am I paying for this man and his girl to eat food?" That I did not eat. That is silly shit, bro. It's just like the, for me, like I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. I, that's just like I, I'm all about like common sense and respect. Let me give you another scenario. Scenario. Your name is Pasha, and you're single, and you go out with a couple of couples, which has happened before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the check comes. Sound, it sounds I'm real sp- familiar. I'm splitting it with guys, but they're dining for two. And I went solo dolo, and now I'm paying no, 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 essentially no, 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 no. for their girls. No, 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 that's bullshit. If you come dolo, you you be like, hey, I, I'm, I got myself tonight, and nobody in the room should even look at you different. If I'm with a girl, and 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 John A's with a girl, and John B's with a girl, and you're not with a girl, you are not expected to split the check with everyone when everybody else has a significant other. Everybody else can split the check. We'll get two checks. We'll split this. this I, one think, over here. I think when that bill comes, you start, you start, when you start splitting checks and bills, it gets a little, it ruins the vibe. Let's say you're a few well, drinks in, the oh, buzz, no, no, the no, buzz no. is it, lowered. Yeah. It, it fucks up the whole buzz, especially, especially for females, bro. Let me tell you something right now, man. If you're out like a vibing, bro, and it's like me, you, a couple of our homies, Brock, Jeremiah, we're all out, man. We got like six, seven vibes with us at a table. We're all going out after. If that bill comes and we start splitting that check, we're even having there a conversation about it. We shouldn't. We're not even allowed to talk. They, There's a word limit no, 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 that we have when the check comes. Can't even we can't even look at each you, other. If you bring it up or even look at the check, funny. <laughs> excuse my language. That, that 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 box will get drier than the Sahara Desert. Let's just say it's unbecoming. Do not plan on getting any luck that night uh, with some go. physical action. Okay, yeah. you're gonna go home empty-handed, and it's Jurgen's time. That's what's gonna end up happening. Point blank and period. All right. 
What else you want from me? Hey, listen, you wanted to do this, you want to do a pod with me? This is what it's gonna be, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. And you know I'm right. You can't go any dinner or any type of any situation, even in the club, bro. Can you imagine splitting the tab in the club like for your boys, like splitting a, a bill for a bottle in front of the females? These girls are gonna be like, oh, I'm not giving this man, I'm not giving this man any. I don't blame him. I just think if it's you and me and maybe another guy and we're all eating somewhere nice, I don't understand why we can't just get separate checks. Why do they even offer to be all on one? Like, look around. There's a lot of testosterone in the air. We're not a thruple. Like, just I don't want it all on one check. We don't have like a bit joint bank account. Let's just do separate I checks. A, I don't know what a thruple is and I don't want to know. Secondly, what difference does it make if it's one check or if they split it? They could give us one check and we can give them four cars and they can just split it themselves. I guess what I don't know, and and we have some friends that drink more than others, and they're we're, we're paying for I their nine that, drinks when you had two. It's a little, I, I it's a little hairy. You are just, just. Do I sound cheap? cheap. Do I sound cheap today? <laughs> you are cheap as hell, bro. Victor Olachipo. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are worried about someone having a drink or two more than you is comedy. If you don't just, no, I, I mean, just, I just whatever. Jesus, these are the social dynamics I think about all the time. I just. And this is, and by the way, if there's any ladies listening, which I don't think there are, this doesn't mean if you and me go one on one, there's any issue with the bill. I'm gonna hey, pay. Don't sell, us, don't, sell, don't sell us short. We appeal to the lady. We appeal to the female audience. <laughs> you think there's some Instagram models just tuning into Off Guard right now <laughs> on their aloe, after their aloe campaign? Oh my god, bro, you're so funny. All right, we'll let you go. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. It's always it's always good talking to you. Uh, it's uh twice two times a week we get to come together and. Just have some good combos and touch on topics. It, it is a bright spot of my week for sure. And I hope people enjoyed this episode. We were all over the place, but it was funny. Mainly basketball. And we touched on some good topics, but the way this ended was uh, comedy. Shit, my I just had to get some things off up. my chest, but yeah. No, it was all good, man. All right, fellas. Well, I'm out, man. Y'all be safe. Ladies, be safe. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate five stars. We have our own feed, Off Guard, Austin Rivers featuring in small, small print. Pasha. Yeah. Help us out so we can help y'all out. So we can be that bright spot in y'all week every day. We need the follows. We need the likes. We need the subscriptions. Come on now. Let's get this going. And follow Ringer NBA on TikTok because we have a lot of videos on there too.